How's it going, everyone? This is Matt, Matthew Wheeler. I am the college and career leader at Grace Church. For those of you that are unaware of that, our name is Journey, and our goal is to just create an environment for or an atmosphere for people our age, college and career age, young people to just come together and, and be a part of a community that seeks God and loves each other. So for those of you that are listening that are unaware, we'd love for you to come and be a part. For those of you that are aware, come be a part anyway. <clears throat> We're going to continue with our series on my story. And today's story or, or today's person that we're going to talk about is someone that was very close to Jesus. He he walked with him. He's one of the disciples. And I, I, I believe that we can gain a lot from Peter's story. There's a lot to learn that that we can we can soak up and, and incorporate in our lives based off of Peter's life. So I'm just going to jump right in. John chapter one, verses 40 through 42. I'm going to be reading the out of the New King James Version. <clears throat> Starting in verse 40, it says one of the two who heard John speak and followed him as Andrew, Simon, Peter, Simon, Peter's brother. <clears throat> he first found his own brother, Simon, and said to him, we have found the Messiah, which is translated the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. Now, when Jesus looked at him, he said, you are Simon, the son of Jonah. You shall be called Cephas, which is translated as a stone. So at the very beginning of Peter and Jesus relationship, Peter is referred to or Peter is called by Jesus as a stone or you read another translation that says the rock. And that that's very prophetic about what's going to happen later on in Peter's life, as we all know. And I'm, I'm going to get to this later. But as we all know, Jesus says, Peter, you're the rock. And upon this rock, I'll build my church. Like I said, we're going to get to it later. But you can see at the very beginning, Jesus is, Jesus is calling Peter. Jesus is marking Peter for something great. So we're going to go back to go to going to go to Matthew chapter 14. And this is a one of, in my opinion, one of Peter's low points in his life <clears throat> when when he has an opportunity to do something that not many humans do, just as long as he keeps his eyes on God, but he fails and he begins to sink. And I'll read this passage for you. Matthew chapter 14, verse 28 through 32. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, come. And when Peter had come, came down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to, to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried out, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and called him and said to him, oh, you of little faith. Why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. So I'm, I'm no I'm no scholar. I'm no I'm no biblical scholar. I don't I don't have all the dates or or the, the chronological timeline of their lives all mapped out. But you can see that from from the beginning of Peter's relationship with God, the beginning of Peter's story, he is marked. He, he is he is called to be a rock, the stone, as this translation says. And here in Matthew, whenever Peter has the opportunity 
to do something that not many people do, he loses his faith in God because like like you just said, humans are not supposed to walk on water. That's not something that we do due to gravity, other circumstances. We do not walk on water. And while Peter's focus was on Jesus, none of that reality set in. The only thing on Peter's mind at this point was, wow, look at how amazing God is. I'm walking on water. But that next moment when reality hit, hit the wait a minute, I'm walking on water. I'm not supposed to walk on water. He immediately sinks. He starts drowning, as the Bible says. And Jesus comes to rescue him. And all Jesus says is, why did you doubt? Where did your faith go? I wonder how many times in our own lives where we have these amazing moments. It could be after a great church service or after a Bible study or or, or just a devotion in our own lives where, where we encounter God or we, we meet with God. And for that brief moment, nothing else matters. Nothing else is important except for the sweet spirit of God that you feel in your life. And then shortly after that, or even immediately after, when reality sets in, it's almost like that moment never happened. It's almost like I was never supposed to walk on water. So why why did I do it in, in the first place? Totally neglecting the fact of who God is or or what God is calling us to do or what God wants for us, what he has for us. We push all that aside and we allow our reality to set in or our logic to come to the forefront and say, this is not something that we do. Or I'll, I'll make it even a little more personal for you. How many times do you feel unworthy to even be in God's presence due to sin, due to circumstances, due to life? You deem yourself unworthy. You deem yourself not capable to even be in God's presence or to or to enjoy the blessings that he pours out to you just because you yourself in your own logic and your own wisdom have decided that you're unworthy of what God is giving you right now and you begin to doubt. And just like Peter, you drown in those thoughts. You drown in that reality because even though you're in the presence of God, you're already defying human logic, human capabilities, you allow your own, I'll say we, we allow our own thoughts to overtake us. And for that brief moment of pure bliss of I'm with God, everything is perfect. Once that moment is over, we're slapped in the face with our own reality, just like Peter did. So moving on, Skipping ahead a couple chapters to Matthew 16. This is another high point for Peter. And you can you, you'll start to see a trend of how Peter's life is up and down and up and down like a roller coaster. And that's not that, that if no one else that relates to me, you know, just just everyday life. It's up and down, up and down. And as I read this, Matthew chapter 16, verses 13 through 20. When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I am? The Son of Man? Excuse me. Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? So they said, 
Some say John the Baptist, some, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. Then he said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades, or hell, shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. So here's another high point for Peter. And this is, in my opinion, the pinnacle. <clears throat> because there comes, a there comes a moment in each and every one of our lives where God is going to ask us this question. Who do you say that I am? I know what your pastor preaches. I know what your leader says in, in Sunday school. I, I know what your Bible study leader is saying. I know what the Bible says. But who do you, according to the life that you have, according to according to the trials that you've gone through, who do you say that I am? I'm not interested in, in, what, in what the prophets say or, or who they're who they're comparing me to. I want to know based off of what I've done for you. Who do you say that I am? And Peter answered honestly. And as he as you can see, the the exodus, the beginning, whenever whenever Peter first met Jesus and Jesus referred to him as the rock or the stone, that prophecy is coming 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 into existence right here. But the reason that happened is because there was an opportunity for Peter to for Peter to say who he who God is to me. And who God is to me might be someone different from who he is to you. One of my favorite songs is Waymaker. And you know, you know all the words. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. You know, there's there's all these titles. I, I, I remember in one our one of our old houses, we had this this picture or graphic on the wall. And it was all the names of Jesus or all the names of God and I, don't even, I couldn't even count how many names it was. It was a ton of them. Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nisi, all of these things. And they all have different meanings and they all take on a different meaning in our lives. And what what I'm what I'm hoping that we can learn from Peter's life is the same thing that we, that we can we can do in our own lives, which is. He is everything that we need, but he takes on a different title depending on where we are in life. You know, if if you're if you're needing an answered prayer, let him be that answered prayer. If you're needing a financial blessing, let him be that financial blessing. What, wherever you are in your life, whatever you're needing from God, he wants to be that for you. And he has the title for that. But that only comes through devotion, which I'm going to get into in a little bit. Now, another the next part of Peter's life, this is Acts chapter three, verses one through eight. No, excuse me, this I'm going to go to Luke 22, verse 31 through 34. And this is another this is another key part of scripture. And it's this is where where the Lord tells Peter pretty much that you're going to deny me three times. So I'll read this out to you. Luke 22, 31 through 34. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, indeed, Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. 
But I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. And when, when you have returned to me, strengthen your brother. But he said to him, Lord, I'm ready to go with you both to prison and to death. Then he said, I tell you, Peter, the rooster shall not crow this day before you will deny me three times that you know me. You can skip down to verse 61. And that's where that's where Peter realizes that he did deny Jesus three times and the rooster crows. And you're all familiar with that scripture. But this is after Peter, Peter had had received the keys to the kingdom. This is after this is after Jesus had told him, you're the rock and upon this rock, I'm going to build my church. And this is an important part of Peter's story because Peter's story tells me and it tells us that even after you receive your calling, you're still going to mess up. Once you're called, once you're in your ministry, that doesn't mean that you're exempt from temptation. That doesn't mean that you're exempt from flaws. But when those flaws happen, and if, if you read later on in, in, in that chapter, Peter immediately repents because he knew what he did. Peter, Peter understood his wrong and immediately turned to Jesus. And what's crucial about that is not the fact that Peter sinned. The Bible says for all of sin and fallen short of the glory of God. In fact, Jesus told Peter, Peter, I understand what you're saying, but you're going to deny me three times. It was it was understood. It, it, Peter was aware of what was going to happen, N- not in the moment. But Peter, when Jesus tells you something, you know, it's going to happen. So Peter understood that. But it still happened. Peter didn't Peter didn't go shun himself. Peter didn't didn't quit his ministry. Peter didn't run away. Peter repented and Peter moved on from that. And finally, my last my last passage of scripture is Acts chapter three, verses one through eight. And this is another high point for Peter. This is honestly one of my favorite passages of scriptures. And it says, now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they had laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask alms for those who from those who entered the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms. After fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, look at us. So he gave them so he gave them his attention expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. Now, to me, this is a high point for Peter. This is one of the highest points for Peter. Even even more even more important than Peter receiving his calling, than than being the being told he's the rock, he is the foundation that he he is the foundation that God is going to build his church upon, because all of that stuff is great. Receiving my calling was great, but we even but what's even more important than receiving my call is ministering through my calling, is is being able to share what I have with others. Which Peter did here and and where where's the lame man was asking for alms. He was asking for for money. He was begging for anything. Peter gave him something much more valuable. And if you continue to read Acts three, 
whenever whenever Peter helped him up and he walked away, the Bible says that everyone that was around noticed what took place. And that's crucial because when, when you're ministering, when you're in your calling, even though your intention is not to, to draw crowds, it's not to get the attention of others. Whenever you're working for God and whenever you're doing God's work, God sets God makes it important that others notice that because whenever you're doing God's work, others are going to see God's work being done through you. And I have a few points that I want to hit then I'm then we'll be done. And the first point is once you receive the revelation of who God is, you will also receive the revelation of who you are. Going back to Luke. Excuse me, not Luke. Wait a minute. Going back to Matthew, I'm sorry. Going back to the Matthew, whenever whenever Jesus asked the disciples, who do you say I am? Even though even though Peter was Peter was said that he was going to be the rock way whenever he first met Jesus, that didn't come into play until Peter had the opportunity to to show God or tell God who he is to Peter. Because once Peter got the revelation of who God was, that's whenever Peter got a revelation of who he was. And that's very important in our own lives. Only once we understand who God is to us, will we truly begin to understand what God has for us. The next point is this. Even though we sin and fail God, our calling doesn't change. The lame man had been going to the gate for years. And I'm assuming this wasn't Peter and John's first trip to the temple as well. But something stood out about today. Something stood out about this specific instance. And what some might have considered an obstacle, such as having to walk around the lame man or or tune out the lame man begging, asking for things. After spending spending enough time with God, Peter saw an opportunity. So what we might see as an obstacle in our lives God is waiting for us to shift that mindset to see it as an opportunity, because once we see it as an opportunity instead of an obstacle, that's whenever we'll begin to see the miraculous take place. That's whenever we'll we'll begin to see the things that that God has called us to do. And when God is in your corner, obstacles turn into opportunities. And the last thing, the more you seek God, the more clearly you can see the opportunities that are placed in your path. Like I said earlier, this this man had been the lame man had been going to the temple for years. And I'm sure Peter and John have been going to the temple for years as well. But it was something different about this day. Now, now once again, I'm no Bible scholar, so I'm not going to say that it was it was a specific thing. But I can almost guarantee. That Peter's devotion, Peter's walk with God. The closer he got with God in his in his prayer life, the more clearly he could see the opportunities that were in his path every single day. And that's what I'm praying for you guys, that the more you seek God, the closer walk you have with God, the more you can begin to see those obstacles that that just won't go away as an opportunity for you to share the love of God, for you to share what God has done in your life. So I love you guys. I'm praying for you guys. If I can do anything for you, please let me know. God bless you. Bye.